Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here, right here, right now. Right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. Where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. Together, we'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And I'm your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, today we are talking about those divine crystalline moments when you have a flash of blinding clarity that completely transforms your life. These heavenly sent events are so compelling that you choose to take your life in an entirely different direction. And if you don't follow it, well, you just may get a cosmic two-by-four on the side of the head. Right, Janice? Absolutely. <laughs> but first, don't forget to check out my two new blogs, Titanic and the Timeline Continuum and 9-11 and the City of Lights. You can also access all of our past shows at heavenlyencountersradio.com. So, Janice. I know you've had plenty of these divinely guided moments that totally have changed the direction in your life, haven't you? Yeah, yes, I really have. And probably the one that stands out the most was, you know, I was sick for so long. People will know that mm-hmm. that listen to the show. And it never dawned on me that I would be a healer, that I would be able to take everything that I personally learned. And one day I was in really deep meditation, and mm-hmm. I was ex- it was explained to me that this, every soul has a soul family. And one of the soul families that I belonged to was healer. Mm-hmm. And I was asked if I wanted to be a healer, and I said yes. And in this meditation, this like beam of light opened up, and all of these old scrolls and instruments and that started just coming in. And it was wow. just, it was amazing. And up until that moment in time, I never really thought I'd live that long, let alone turn around and be a healer. And now, you know, you look like 35 years later. And it's just amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing. But that was the most, it might sound silly, but that was the most profound thing that had ever happened to me was that that I was able to take everything that I went through in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and utilize it for a lifetime path. And ever since then, I accepted it and I agreed to it and I did the initiation and I became a healer. Well, you know, it only makes sense. 
because you understand where people are coming from. When you say, you know, gosh, I'm tired all the time, I don't feel well, you've been there. For someone that hasn't been there, they can't relate, and they don't have the empathy and probably the compassion uh, that a healer like you would have. So wonderful story. But our guest tonight is Connie Myers, the best-selling author of Crystalline Moments. She is also a speaker and life master consultant who has spent 35 years helping people to create successful businesses and extraordinary lives. Connie also leads workshops and retreats throughout the U.S. and Europe. Connie, welcome to the show. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, let's start from the very beginning. Let's first define what a crystalline moment actually is. Well, a crystalline moment, crystalline means sparkly or clear. Mm So crystalline moments are moments of clarity. And within those moments, and I really loved how Janice explained her divine moments in Mm -hmm. that we have... We, we have an opportunity. There's always an opportunity that is made, is made available to us during those moments. And it could be a thought. It could be an event. It could be something that takes time, but it could also just be a flashing thought that we have that sticks with us. It never goes away. It's always there. Even if we have them as children, we remember them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we can tell where we were. We can tell say what the room smelled like or the outdoor smelled like right. or what we were doing or what we were wearing. Very, very clear moments or thoughts. And within each one of those is an opportunity. That's really what makes the difference between an aha moment and a crystalline moment. Right. So what was one of your first childhood crystalline moments? The first ones that I recall were when I was 10. I was very, very sick as a child. I had a rare kidney disease, and they couldn't figure out exactly what it was. Uh, My mom worked for a manufacturing company, and the owners of the company were huge contributors for the Mayo Clinic. So for my 10th birthday, my mom, Poole, and I got to go to her work with her. And when I was Mm -hmm. there, uh, the, the entire plant had put out two big long tables of birthday presents. But the biggest gift of all was that they, uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Baldwin, gave my parents money to take me to the Mayo Clinic. When wow, I was at generous. the Mayo Clinic, yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. And they actually have a wing named after them at the Mayo Clinic. So at the Mayo Clinic, I went through a series of tests. And this particular day, I had been uh, told that I was going to need some treatments, but that I was going to be okay. But I had to spend one night in the hospital. So we went into the hospital, and I had been in and out of all kinds of just horrific hospitals mm-hmm. that I, I just hated it. So I was really thrilled I was only going to be there one night. But this night, I shared a room with a young girl who was 14. I was 10, she was 14. And she had the same rare kidney disease that I did, except that she was much further advanced. Wow. She had no control mm-hmm. over her voice, her body, her arms, her legs, her her bodily functions, oh, wow. nothing. And I realized in my 10-year-old brain, I'm not exactly sure what the words were, but in that 10-year-old brain, I realized that I was being given the gift of life and that I had to be really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So for the next five decades, um, I went out of my way to really be good, go out of my way, way beyond what normal people would do, 
And I came to the realization when I started studying this book, or starting to do the research for this book, that I wasn't doing it out of the kindness of my heart, but I was doing it out of fear. Right. Out of fear. And so that was the very first crystalline moment, and about a month later I had the second one that kind of goes with it. In that I went to a one-room schoolhouse, and there were like ten kids in the class. I had to get up in front of the entire school and give a story Mm -hmm. report. Well, having this rare kidney disease, I had had lots of accidents. I didn't want to be around people. I was shy. I got up in front of the class, and I stammered, and I stuttered, and just made a total mess of it. And I sat down, and the teacher stood up and said, do you know who has the highest IQ in this school and who just gave the worst story report? What that crystalline nice, moment nice said teacher. to me. Oh, yes, she was lovely. Her name was Headley, mm-hmm. as we called her, Headless Headley. <laughs> but, uh, so, but what that said to me is that it didn't matter how hard I worked at something, I was never going to deserve it. I was never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And so over my over the years, I was very successful in my careers. I was Rookie of the Year for Metropolitan Life Insurance. I had all these great successes. But every time I would get an accolade or every time I would get a success, I would feel I didn't deserve it. And so I would work that much harder, which created right. a life where I worked 60 or 70 hours a week. Right. So I I was someone that I would take in every stray, two-legged stray, four-legged stray, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And I had this other thing where I didn't feel I was deserving. Right. Well, you know what, though? I think we all have those moments from an early age that define how we actually see ourselves, don't you? I mean, I can't – there are so many things I remember from my childhood that – I mean, I had something similar to you. In second grade, I had my mouth taped shut, which told me that my voice, my opinion, you know, does not matter. So whether – you know, through all my relationships, whether they were personal, whether they were at work, you know, I just always felt that my opinion doesn't matter. They don't want to know what I think and that I just really wasn't worthy. And so kind of like exactly. you, I just always overcompensated. And, of course, you know, now I'm doing radio, so <laughs> it's kind of ironic. Um, but I also uh, think no that accident. sets us up. Yeah, exactly. I, but I also think it sets us up from a spiritual perspective that it sets those motions, you know, the lessons that we're supposed to master in this lifetime. So I was supposed exactly. to find my voice. I'm supposed to know that you know, we all matter, that we are worthy, and those are some of the spiritual lessons that we come here with, I think. Don't you? Well, and not only that, but it's like Connie was saying. She was doing all of this wonderful goods, but it was from fear. Right. Mm-hmm. And how many times do we look at ourselves and see what needs to be healed? And it's a good trait, but it came from a bad seed. Absolutely. Right. right. And, and what that does is it... I, we, I did not take advantage. It took me 50 years to take advantage of the opportunity that was presenting to myself. And mm-hmm. once I really realized that how these things had affected my life, I could then say, okay, how am I going to use these to my benefit and to the benefit of others? Which really created, started turning my life around when... Um, when I started recognizing what it was. And this was only just a few years ago after my husband passed. Wow. So, so how was, do you deal with your past like that? How do you deal with it when you finally realize, oh, my gosh, I've been the last 50 years I've been doing this because of this. How do right. you begin to deal with and heal that past so you can move forward like you have? Well, I like to refer to it as like a computer that's spinning around in your head. 
Mm-hmm. And so when when you start recognizing what it is, you can hit the pause button on that computer, just like you would hit the pause button on a video or an audio. You hit the pause button, and you take a couple of deep breaths, and you notice what's happening with your body and what you're thinking, and then reframe it that I am worthy, I am deserving, I can help others for all the right reasons. I can make help people have a better life. The whole reason that I became a Life Master Consultant was because I recognized that I truly had a gift that I had been mm-hmm. using for all the wrong purposes. Right. Hmm. Absolutely. So you lost so. your husband, you lost your house, and you lost your job. And... That, for you, was a crystalline moment. How did you cope with it, and how did you become you know, where you are today? Well, I consider, and I know this will sound really, really strange, but six months before my husband passed, I had taken time off work, and it was the first time I had ever done anything like that where I just stopped. And mm-hmm. the six months I spent with him was amazing. And when he passed, um, I thought the best thing for me was to be just to write, jump right back into my 60, 70 hours a week and, and mm-hmm. do what I've been doing, but I couldn't do it. I was having like an out-of-body experience when I would try. So having having Tom pass has turned out to be the greatest gift I could have ever been given because it made me, and he had always wanted me to stop. He had always said to me, mm-hmm. you need to stop and and just stop doing everything you're doing and and give yourself a break. But this driving from my my crystalline moments when I was ten, it didn't happen. So right. when when I lost him and I had to stop and I had to reevaluate, um, I recognized that the old life that I knew was gone, and that I was being given this incredible. I felt it. I felt it almost from about six weeks after he passed. I said. You know, I'm being given this gift, and mm-hmm. how can I use that gift to turn my life into something that I want it to be, the life that I would truly love to have? So I lost my, my partnership. I lost, oh, I didn't really lose it. I gave it up. I gave up my job that I absolutely loved. We had the company for 15 years, and I gave up my dream home, and I gave up 90% of my possessions because they didn't serve the life that I was stepping into. Even when I did it, I didn't really know where I was really going at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time I would give something up, another door would open. And right. I truly believe that my husband was guiding me. Because all, the first things that happened were all the things that he wanted. He, didn't, he wanted me to quit my company. He wanted me to quit my right. job. He wanted me to quit traveling. So, and then on top of that, he wouldn't be in me in Vegas. And I said, I'm a gardener. I said, I can't live in Vegas. It's too hot. And I'm a gardener. Right. <laughs> and where am I living? Las Vegas. Las oh, so, Vegas, of course. <laughs> of course. So it's, it, it truly, I think if, if you, again, if you stop and you really, when these things start happening to you and, and you're going down this path and everything keeps hit, hitting you in the face, and you're like, okay, this isn't working, and this isn't working, and this isn't working. If instead of fighting it and you just stop mm-hmm. and you and you meditate or pause or whatever your belief system is, stop and acknowledge 
that whatever is happening is not working and allow yourself the time to open up and just be with it. And when you are with it, the opportunities will show up. And I think that's where divine guidance comes in, and that's where listening to your inner voice comes in. That's where, you know, especially with you working 60, 70 hours per week, you probably never had a chance to even listen to your own inner voice or have your guide say, hey, wait a second, you're supposed to be going over here. Not only did I not listen to it, but I argued with it. My (laughs) ego and my head told me that I knew better. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) And you know, it's really hard then, too, once you get into that place and you hear that inner voice, it is so hard to go back to where you were. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, some people have been losing your job. I know people that that once they spiritually opened up, they literally could, they were lawyers and doctors, and they could not go back and do the same thing anymore. Right. Oh, I totally get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That life that I was leading for all those years, I mean, I I, I can't even, I don't even believe it was, I don't even believe it was me. Yeah. It was so different. It, It was 180 degrees from where I am today. Yeah, absolutely. So well, my crystalline moments were all gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way, whether they happen in times of grief or happiness, I think that's the way we really truly need to look at them. Well, your book, Crystalline Moments, has so many profound stories of people's yeah. crystalline moments. But the story I really enjoyed was about Trisha Andreasen. I mean, talk about divine synchronicity. Can you please tell us about it? Certainly. Certainly, Trisha Andreasen came from a very uh, difficult family. She was um, uh, abused both physic- physically as well as sexually as a child. Her sister's all- story is also in there. And mm-hmm. she then went through a uh, marriage that at the same time she was having a miscarriage, she found out that her husband was having an affair. So she really had come from a very difficult starting point but mm-hmm. she became a very successful businesswoman, and she started. She decided she decided to write a novel because she's very creative. She has an amazing voice. She sings. She writes songs. She art. She takes pictures. She's all kind of an artist. And she started writing this novel about the time that I started working with her and coaching her. And her novel is about. Jekyll Island, which she loves to go to. We just did a retreat there a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the, at, on Jekyll Island is where the tur- they go and they protect the turtle eggs. Right. So her, her novel is about this young woman who uh, found out her husband was having an affair. She leaves him. She goes to Jekyll Island. And it's about her journey on Jekyll Island. Well, when Tricia went down there, and, and so in the book she describes this little village where there's this art this art gallery and in the art gallery is a painting of a turtle and she describes it in detail in the novel as it's coming out of the water uh, to lay its eggs. And she describes the moonlight and the whole thing. Well, uh, it was during one of the minor, it, was, it wasn't a great big bad hurricane, but it was one of the hurricanes. She was down there and she was compelled to go out into the hurricane, to the little village. And she went into this art gallery. She walked, this was after she'd written the story, she walks up the steps 
and at the top of the stairs is exactly the painting that she describes in her book. That's mind-blowing. And and it it gets better. So she she calls me and she says, you're not going to believe this. This is what's happening. And she's describing me. She says, should I buy it? And I said, well, that's up to you and your husband. Don't ask me. But if it were me, I would certainly buy it. So she buys the picture. And then she goes and she talks to the gal that's there. And she gives her the phone number for the owner of the gallery. The owner of the gallery tells her, and this is also in her book prior to her doing this, that the artist that did the uh, painting had dropped off three paintings that day. In her book, she talks about dropping off three paintings. She calls him on the phone. She talks to him. He started painting when the economy went down, and he was only working part-time in order to supplement his income. He had taken up painting. Four months before, she had written about this very thing, that he had taken up painting, so wow. now, what's very when we were down there, um, she now has her paintings in that very gallery. Wow! wow. I mean, I can just yeah. I just see heaven laughing. Like, I mean, that is just that's just surreal. Yeah. It's like they were both. She obviously was channeling it. They've already created it. They had this whole little scenario worked out, and it just had a play out here on Earth. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow! And and as she's like she's finishing up the novel right now, she did some writing while mm-hmm. we were down there, and she says you're not going to believe. She says I'm not telling you about it now. She says but you're not going to believe what I'm writing. And she says I already know that I am uh, channeling something that's going to happen to. She was she says there's something going to happen to you, meaning me. Wow. And I said, well, you better make it good, whatever it is. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's 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 really in, it's an incredible story. Oh, and, and it's exciting too. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, it's ongoing and it's just, it's oh, just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't have a lot of time, but can you give us like a real quick synopsis about? Your niece, Kinsey, who is also in the book, who turned, you know, fashion designer at, I think, what, 11 years old or something, maybe yes. even earlier. Well, she's actually my granddaughter. And um, okay. at age seven, she had, she was getting headaches. And out of the headaches would come fashion designs. And I wrote, put her in the book because she's so inspirational because there's so many young kids that don't know what they're going to do or how they're right. going to do it. So um, she started designing her first clothes when she was 10. Uh, out of these designs that she would get from she had headaches, and uh, her whole her whole story is really about how to use crystalline moments to, to recognize them when they're happening, rather than mm-hmm. waiting fifty years to figure out that that's what happened. <laughs> oh, so, to, exactly. <laughs> so her story is really all about how to recognize the opportunities that are in those moments of clarity. And the wonderful thing is that I I interviewed her for the book when she was eleven. And she has now been on Project Runway Threads, where she was wow. one of uh, 12 kids picked out of 600 from around the world. Oh, wow. And she just was invited to compete in the second largest fashion week uh, in the U.S., second only to New York City, to, as an emerging designer. And she's, she just turned 14. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'm, I'm 56, exactly and I still going. don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> Isn't that amazing <laughs> so how that crazy. works? Oh, absolutely. I think it does prove. I 
don't want to grow up. What can I say? Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it just proves that we create our own reality over and over and over again, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. We create it. You know what? What I like to tell my clients is that. You have to come from your vision. You can't go to it. Mm-hmm. You have to live it. You have to believe it. You have to see it. She sees right. herself as a Paris fashion designer, and she sees herself with her own jet, and she sees herself. Yep. I ask her about boys, and she says, I'm not interested because they're not going to want to go to the Paris fashion shows with me. And, Smart girl. And so she's, she's, she's got a total picture, and that's what it takes for all of us. Yes, absolutely. Well, one of my favorite quotes in your book is, if your energy is in alignment with your dream, it is not important at that moment to know how it is going to happen. It will become apparent. Right. And that's so true. It is. It really is. Well, tell people how they can get a hold of you and also how they can get um, your book as well. Okay, well, uh, the book is available on Amazon. And my name is spelled C O N I. M-E-Y-E-R-S. And my website is ConnieMyers.com. My email is just Connie at ConnieMyers.com. And there's also a website for Crystalline Moments. So it's just CrystallineMoments.com. Uh, so you do personal number, coaching? You do all that good I stuff too, right? I do do personal coaching. I, have, uh, I do retreats. I've, I've done, uh, I'm just planning next year as a matter of fact. I do retreats uh, that are can anywhere from one day or half a day to three days, and then I also do workshops, and I speak at different events. Uh, my telephone number is 503-805-6621. Wonderful. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you so much, Connie. It's such a tremendous book. I encourage all of our listeners uh, to go on Amazon and pick it up and check Connie Myers' site at ConnieMyers.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Connie. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Thank you so much. You guys Absolutely. have a great evening. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And it is something that we recommend to everybody. Absolutely. And especially with somebody like Janice, you know, it takes, you've read, I don't know, your encyclopedia. Um, (laughs) You've read hundreds and hundreds of books. So for you to really enjoy a book that really does say a lot. And, you know, I've read a ton of spiritual books too, and I still really got so much out of it. It really makes you think about those moments. Okay, where did that stem from? Why am I reacting this way? And to really go in and kind of clear that energy out. Because I think all this is is divine guidance. Yes. And it's intuition. It's working with our guides, our higher self, our angels, and everyone in heaven who wants to work with us. We just have to let them through, right? Absolutely. And how beautiful those experiences can be. Absolutely. Well, it is time for Illuminations. Illuminations. It's time for illumination. Food for your mind. Okay, Janice, what do you have for us today? Well, this is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it's very short, but I thought it really went to to what it was talking about, about divine guidance. Give mm-hmm. all to love, obey thy heart. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Especially now more than ever. That's true. Yes, and that's where all of this beauty comes in through our heart. Absolutely. Well, mine is from the one and the only Connie Myers. Yay! It is. Fear is nothing more than a reminder that you are reaching the edge of a life that you have always known. Fear is opportunity. And I think that's so true because if you just live in your comfort zone, 
you're not really going to create to what your potential is. So no. I think it really is important. I know when I start getting nervous about things, it's actually really kind of a blessing because I'm doing something new. Or when I get frazzled, it's like, oh, my gosh, it means I have to learn something new. And that's, Absolutely. I think, the best way that we all can grow. And, not, yes, not only grow, but to understand that we don't have to have limitations. Absolutely. Well, there's no such thing. We can create no. whatever whatever we exactly. want in this world. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Janice, for another fascinating show, and thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again. Don't forget out, forget to check out our new website and our new blogs at heavenlyencountersradio.com. Also, you can listen to all of the radio shows that we've done to this point. So until our next show, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. Good night and happy Thanksgiving. Good night and happy Thanksgiving to all.